another short series season five today i have a very very special guest uh, i want you to introduce yourself man um we're in your place so we're not even a coffee shop which is cool um i drove i drove a little bit down here to get here so the traffic was horrendous not bitching but yeah, i bet it was south south kc sometimes can get rough you know yeah so, south kc man. anyway man um, introduce yourself brother um we'll get rolling yeah man at loud house uh underscore kc in kansas city uh we're a new collective brand that uh started after missouri passed Amendment number two in you know, November 20, uh, 2018. Um, it's a really exciting thing we're going to be doing. Um, basically, there's just a lot of implementation of California's Proposition 215B into Missouri's article XIV um, that's allowing patients to collectively grow with caregivers. Um, basically, just a don't ask, don't tell type of system of medical marijuana, but also kind of a a shade of recreational marijuana as well because um, anybody can get into this and you know grow and really just yeah so, yeah become better than themselves yeah exactly man um, sorry I just no no you're good enough yeah. um, I do want to say though man you are a thousands thousands person to follow us the so, yeah the thousand yeah, person thousand. man yeah, yeah whenever everything yeah but, you know, i followed you guys actually a couple weeks prior to that or you know before that and when everything you know came out with you guys saying hey we're gonna put somebody on the podcast that follows us with like a 1000 follower i thought about you know loud house kansas city and was like man we really need to kind of exploit our way so i was like this guy's got a thousand followers he's a local guy let's try to get our name out there and see what he can do with us so i reached out to to nate and it's like, hey man, you know, let me be that person that be on the podcast. I really want to be on it and yeah. get my brand kind of known and recognized around the city. Word, word. And I was currently driving and I was like, damn, all right, we got to make this happen. Let me just make sure I find uh, the time and place. And look, we're here now. I, I want to go into the Loud House. I, I was reading up on the Instagram of just like um, some three very important people that are highlighted in the cannabis social group is the cultivators, yeah. caregivers, and patients. Yeah, man. Um, why is that important for Loud House? Um, it's a social group, man. There's going to be so many people who are kind of just still stigmatized about cannabis. It kind of lets people join a movement that's like makes them feel comfortable. Like, hey, there's other people doing it out here. You know, there are people who are getting their med cards. There are people who are growing cannabis. There are people who are caregivers that are getting <coughs> cannabis or growing cannabis from the cultivators or patients themselves. So, I mean, it's really just to get everybody with the wave and with the green rush i know there's a lot of people who are just i want to smoke my weed i want to smoke and i don't talk about it and that's it but there's people who are like me who have a really devout passion for cannabis and really wants to be about it and talk about it and be open about it so people can really see that this is something that's going to progress forward just like alcohol and tobacco did but far less of obviously a backlash health wise i mean it's gonna be way much of a safer alternative yeah and i think getting people to realize that, I mean, I think you can see a significant change in, um, you know, the death toll of alcohol, the death toll of opioids, the death toll of people smoking from lung can dying from lung cancer, tobacco use, um, all kinds of things. I mean, I used to smoke cigarettes when I was like 18 and 19 after I chewed from baseball. You know, I chewed when I played, played baseball in high school and I was just like, you know, I need to stop doing this. And I smoked weed too, 
but I just was like, you know, I don't want to be like an unhealthy person getting moving forward. And I just, I've quit cold turkey, all kinds of tobacco products. I'm very limited on drinking. I hardly drink and cannabis is just like my go-to, man. I just think yeah. that, I mean, other people are different, but in a way this can really help people in a multitude of ways, obviously. I mean, look at the way the way the wave has moved forward. Obviously, it's gone, started the West Coast and we're in the Midwest and it's we're going. here now. Yeah. It's going it's down there. It's gone. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's crazy that um, marijuana, I think at the age of when I was like 21, I was like, man, it'd be so cool for it to, to you know, be able to smoke and all this stuff. And then, like, I think I didn't really get into it until I was like, heavily until I was like 24, 25. And... And then on, I was just an avid smoker. And I've smoked all over the world, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, and tried different strains. Not not all always being the top shelf, but, yeah. um, you know, locally grown most uh, of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> what, what's your remembrance of your first J? Do you remember smoking that first? Yeah, dude, I do. I was, uh, well, there's two instances, because obviously there's people who say that you get high for your first time, uh, your second time, you know, you don't get high your first time you do it. Um my first time, uh, we were actually in Michigan, and this is a funny story because my care, my cousin is actually a caregiver. I'm 24 now, and when I was like 18 is when I really took an interest in cannabis, even though I'd smoked for the first time when I was 15. Um, my cousin actually is a caregiver in Michigan and had been in two, since 2008, and that's when they legalized it. So um, I was up there when I was like 15 for a family reunion. We have a thing every year. We do a golf tournament for our family reunion. And uh, my cousin had just harvested his... Uh, first couple indoor plants that year and he had some stuff that supposedly was like super crazy He's from california you know the first midwest state to do cannabis um so we were on the boat and uh my cousin puts this glass pipe in my mouth he's like here you go just hit it and i was like what in the fuck is that thing i had no idea what it was thought it was like a crack pipe or something and i just could not believe it um took a couple puffs out of it didn't really feel anything and uh that was that it was a weird experience didn't think of anything and then um that was over the summer and then i had gone into my freshman year of high school and i had some kids that i were really close with um in the grade above me that were sophomores and were really into smoking pot and i was an athlete you know so i played baseball and uh and uh, football and my mom and dad were you know i grew up catholic so drugs no thank you don't do them so um we were all at my friend's house his parents were out of town he had a giant hookah, and there's probably six or seven of us there. And this was when, you know, this, so this would have been 2010. So brickweed was very, very common, you know, like Reggie. And uh, we put probably, I don't know, four or five grams into this hookah. And we had five or six lighters and a torch going on it. And I just remember hitting that thing probably five or six times because I remember the first time how I didn't really even get high. And, uh, Uh, five or six times I didn't really even get high and so I was like man weed's bunk it doesn't get me high I just went and went in my buddy's room while they all continued to smoke and so I was laying in my buddy's room and then all of a sudden I spaced out and I just came back snapped into it that I was high and then my friend came and he's like dude what are you doing I'm like man I'm fucking baked I can't even believe this right now I've never been like this ever and uh it was a great night, man. We um, Everybody else left besides me and my two best friends. Um, some girl who had just got her driver's license came and picked us up. And uh, we just went and cruised around and went to, like, the creek in Joplin. They had these giant waterfalls that we went and looked at. And I, 
the first time I tripped mushrooms, I compared that to my first experiencing smoking weed. So whenever I was smoking weed for the first time, I thought I was just completely tripping balls, man. So I just was looking at, um, the, we were out in the waterfall, like looking at the waterfalls at nighttime and the full moon. It was just like, a lot of people were out there just looking at the view well. And it was just, it was a great experience. And um, progressing into high school, I never really smoked, just kind of on the weekends. You know, I went to, uh, I went to Catholic school, so I didn't really do it often. But uh, once I got out of high school, you know, I graduated and I got into college and I decided not to play college football. I, and I really just decided to get into cannabis. I, uh, I really wanted to, to do um, uh, something that, you know, not a lot of people did. So I smoked every day and then I took an interest in that now I'm just always an advocate for it, always has been. That's kind of what's led me up to this is that first hit I took, you know. Yeah, it's 10 years ago. It's what created Loud House. I mean, I, speaking of that, Loud House, man, that's what a brand name, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were talking about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's incredible. Um, loud could mean different things. Multitude, just like Street Wave, dude. Yeah, well, just, just like, like, like house. Street Wave. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, Loud House actually came from. Um, I've lived in Missouri for like ten to twelve years now, and um, I moved here from Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada, originally. Um, my my parents had mutual friends when the the economy crashed out there years and years ago, and uh, Missouri was just that small town small economy just kind of things ran a little bit more smooth um, so we moved out here and my dad took a job um, when I was like 10 years old with one of his friends in the fatty mutual friends to the military my dad was in the military so um, we had uh, we had moved to Missouri from Las Vegas which was a huge change oh, you moved to a small town with 12,000 people from a city that was obviously one of the biggest tourist eyes in the, in the world right you know one of the tourist destinations in the world so um, so we moved here and when we came back, you know, I when I graduated, I was moved up to Kansas City because Kansas City was just. I liked the Chiefs. Um, I was a football guy, and I never really. My dad being from New York, my mom being from Michigan, there was no like. I decided to be a Chiefs fan. I wasn't like born and raised a Chiefs fan, so. Um, been through some hardships with them sucking and everything, but the Loud House brand actually comes from. Loud being the loudest stadium in the world is where I got the idea. Right. No affiliation with the Chiefs whatsoever, by the way. Let's mark that for the future, um, obviously. But um, I just, yeah, I just, I thought loud being the loudest house, obviously, um, loud being really good quality, great cannabis. Um, uh, I think later down the stretch, we want to do loud house entertainment, you know, so loud house club. I mean, there's just a multitude of things that for now, but I well, think it's just, I just think it fits for Kansas City. Right. And with, I also think, and this just came, to me um house meaning like a community exactly man yeah i guess i really didn't think about that but that's true man yeah absolutely and family yeah and that's kind of what we're striving for not necessarily i mean we i mean obviously everybody loves money you know everybody wants to profit everybody wants to do that but everything we're doing isn't to be super greedy and rich you know what i'm saying we want to do this for the movement of the culture Mm. for cannabis for patients um, I think recreational marijuana is cool, and I think obviously it will get to that point. That's inevitable, but um, I think there's just a thing for you know medical marijuana that's just a lot different than um, people who are working in commercial grows and for profit gains, obviously, um, because at the end of the day, it is it is cannabis, and it is something that 
brings people together. You know, it is meant to be shared. It's not meant to be greeted over or anything like that, like gold or silver. It's something that is meant to be shared. And uh, yeah, like you said, man, house, that's a perfect explanation. That's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess I would put that. Loud. I guess I was more like loud, but then like in the house, you know, loud. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's I cool. A little bit deeper. Yeah, there you go, man. Yeah, you just pick my brain a little bit. That's cool. You know, I'm sometimes good at that. You know, yeah. If I'm, I'm I, pro, I, to all the listeners, I, I apologize. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Streetway. We, we, I gave him some of the uh, the loud house, man. I gave him some of the finest. We're smoking on some punch prep right now. That is absolutely crazy. And uh, it's kind of knocked me a little bit, so I do apologize. I'm actually taking a drink of water right now because I have some cotton, very... cotton mouth. I saw that. I got that idea from you, man. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to cough this whole time or not. I want to get into um, the positives and negatives of cannabis. And sure. more, more, more specifically into the, the truth and lies of cannabis. So I, I came up with some that I think we should talk about, definitely. For sure. In a little bit. So the first one is legalized marijuana leads to more crime and violence. Ooh, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So my philosophy behind that and my belief behind that is there's crime in any category, no matter what, and no matter which way you look at it, there's gonna be crime everywhere. It's that's. We don't live in a in you know. There's no such thing as world peace. We don't. Everybody doesn't live in a peaceful world. Oh yeah. No. You know. So, um, I don't think it will lead. I mean, it could lead to more crime, maybe in the marijuana category. Yes, but as far as crime and anything else, I think you see crime in just about anything, whether it be robbing a liquor store or uh, a violent crime, um, whatever you classify a violent crime as. Um, yeah, I mean. I think that's something you could just base off opinion. You know, there's somebody that is going to write a statistic on it and do a study on it. But at the end of the day, I think that's just very an opinionated question, really. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because it's funny because like when I'm high, so this is my personal view. When I'm high, I don't feel about I don't feel like going to like rob or cause chaos or exactly or be stupid. I feel like especially if it's indica, which we all know is. In the couch, you know what I'm oh, yeah. So I'm not getting off that bitch anyway. Exactly, man. Yeah. So I think that's. I thought that was kind of. Yeah. Like and that's like that's the same thing with like a gateway drug, and I think anybody will agree with this. Is like the same with gateway drugs. Is people saying, you know, oh, it'll lead to other things, and like in a sense, maybe like genetically, yes. Bro, that's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah. That's what's crazy that you yeah. jumped in. Like, so another one is is marijuana addictive or a gateway drug. Yeah, so I exactly. Thought that, I thought yeah. that was interesting. So, you know, I think maybe genetically, yes, because, you know, you do have your, you do have people who unfortunately get into a bad, dark part, part in their life and, you know, they get hooked on something that they should not and it's just bad for them, like heroin or meth or whatever. But I've never once in my life smoked a joint and got high on cannabis and said, man, I really would like to get some meth right now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's true, though. That I mean, that's true. true. I mean, like, I it's so funny because people want to say all day it's a freaking gateway drug, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, I mean, depending on which way you look at it, but as far as I'm concerned, tobacco's a drug, alcohol's a drug. Um, is it addictive? No. That's 100% a mindset. You know what I'm saying? It's a psychological thing of somebody having to be maybe, like, 
physically dependent on it on a daily basis. Like me, I'm not saying I'm dependent on it, but I choose to regularly lose it and regularly use it because it doesn't affect my overall life. Now, if it's something that is affecting your overall life, like you just get, you're just a lazy stoner because there are those people who are just lazy stoners and they smoke and they just don't want to do anything. You know, but there's people who smoke, but then they get out and they go do shit. And it's just, it's all a mindset. I don't think, I really don't think that, you know, smoking weed's a dick. I think it's just how you make it or how you let it affect you. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, if you're, you don't have a job and you're having to borrow money from your girlfriend or having to borrow money from your mom or you don't have a dime to your name and that's when it becomes not an addiction, but it just becomes maybe you shouldn't smoke so much weed to where you're sitting around all day doing nothing. Mm. Like, I mean, I mean, that's 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 just how I feel about it. That's yeah. that's kind when, of when I'm in Colorado and I'm I'm on stone out there. Yeah. I'm like, yo, let's go, let's go trail walking. Facts. Let's let's. Facts. My, yeah. Facts. Let's do some wild. Yeah. Like my favorite thing about living in Kansas City because like like I said, I grew up in Las Vegas for the most like not the most part of my life, but as in my childhood, I'm I grew up in Las Vegas, so the city. You know what I'm saying? So the city. Um, so then moving back to, or moving to Missouri and living in a small town and going through the whole stages of life, elementary school, part of it, Catholic high school, Catholic junior high, all that crap. You know, I mean, you, you kind of just are like, damn, you know, like you need to get outside that small town because living in a small town, it's like, I mean, you said you're from Fort Scott, right? Yeah. Yeah, Kansas. So it's like, it's about the same size as my hometown. So it's like... Yeah. Super, super it's small. It's hard to even think about that when yeah. you say that. So, I, I can't get my... Anyway, so I just want to say I just can't get my mind wrapped around that small of a town. Anymore. Yeah, I know. It's tiny, man. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I just was like... I met my uh, I met my then girl from my now wife, and I, we worked at the same restaurant together, and she told me how much she's... Because she's born and raised in Joppa. She's first-generation American, you know? Yeah, her mom has uh, moved to the United States from Germany when she was 18. So, that's that's crazy to think that before she was here, her mom is from Germany. She's just first generation American. All she knew to that point, she's traveled before, but she all to just just small town Joplin, Missouri, because that's where she's from, is Joplin, just outside of Carthage, where I'm from. Yeah. So we met, you know, fell in love, you went know. Went to the mall. Yeah, went to the mall. <laughs> no, but uh, worked at the same restaurant. We clicked, and she knew she wanted out. She wanted more, and I wanted out a small town, and I obviously wanted more. And we just said, you know, let's just move to Kansas City. You know, she, so we moved up to Kansas City, and. We've been here for almost three years now, and everything's worked, you know, and that's it's awesome. Yeah, what do you think about the Leewood area? Um, I won't. I will not lie. I love lots of love to the nine one three. I got a nine one three area code, but yeah, eight one six all day, baby. Fuck yeah. Kansas, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, right there with I'm you. not gonna lie. Honestly, especially with the industry I'm in. I mean, the legality of cannabis in Kansas. Everybody in the nine one three and all you guys out there and. Flat no man's land, Kansas will know that it is very, very much so illegal. And if even if you call it the smallest amounts, you can really get into some trouble. So that's why I definitely stay on the um, I stay on the Missouri side. I like to smoke, and like you say, you like whenever you smoke, you like to go to Colorado and get the trails, all that kind of stuff. I like to uh, whenever I smoke, you know, here in Kansas, yeah, I definitely like to go hit the uh, hit the city, get on the birds, go get a you know, go hit some shops up, go drink some. Uh, Go drink some craft beer somewhere. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
For yeah, sure. For sure. It's, it's got to be an experience. But like you said, it's a mindset. You can't yeah. be lazy. Exactly. Because it's funny, um, one of the other ones, truth or lie, is marijuana makes people lazy. And I think it's, like we said, a mindset. It is it's definitely crazy, a mindset. Like, all these questions I have where you just go. Yeah, I just kind of like, I guess I kind of like, anticipate. Damn. Yeah, no, I kinda, it's okay because I'm just going with it. Yeah, man, I kind of just anticipate it. I mean, it's, uh, it's good to get my, the way how I talk about it, even if it's on a, like a micro scale, you know, small, you know, however many this people, this reaches, which I hope it reaches a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's just, you can take whatever opportunity you can to kind of just get into it, you know, to spread your name. Yeah. And I, and I, I hate to even ask this next one cause it like brings us back to like crime and violence, but, uh, marijuana legalization leads to more traffic fatalities. Um, what did the Colorado study say? Yeah, probably. I mean, they. I feel like states may see an increase in stone driving. Listen, here's the deal. When it comes to that, I mean, I will not lie, and I like to say this because I think the DUI laws and the laws of intoxication and when you're driving, obviously you shouldn't be just absolutely blasted. But like, how does a straight walking in a straight line dictate your impairment from the police's, in almost an opinion, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. I've smoked every day since I was a senior in high school, and I've gotten behind the wheel of a car every single day. I have one speeding ticket on my record, and I've never been in a car accident. So my thing is, I think it makes me more alert. Now, there are people, yeah, I mean, there's people who maybe smoke, you know, and they get into a car, and they're just, it's like, I've been with those people. It's like, dude, pay attention. But then there's people who are like me, which I know plenty of people who smoke, and I feel completely safe with them in the car. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I guess it's just something that I can extend from this question is if you get pulled over by the police and you are a medical cannabis patient or you are somebody who is possessing marijuana and they want to just kind of just like pick your brain and ask you questions, just don't answer questions, man. That's just the one way that just will really get you in trouble. They can ask, you know, did you, well, did you smoke today? And you're like, well, I smoked five hours ago. You know, it's like, well, the way that cops are trained, the way that cops have it in their head is, cannabis lasts in your system for 24 to 48 hours so they can say well go ahead and put your hands behind your back because then you incriminated yourself so those studies maybe show like death i know that you asked about like leading to more wrecks and death toll or whatever maybe yeah but you know there are people who once it's legalized smoke for the first time and they get behind the wheel and they can't they don't know how to handle it. i remember the first time i smoked and got behind the wheel i thought i was flying to the station <laughs> i do not condone drinking and driving let's put it that way yeah. Don't drink and drive, smoke and fly. Yeah. Um, I don't want to condone that. I think that as drinking and driving is very bad, but I think drinking and smoking, weed is a different story depending on your tolerance. I would never dab a shit ton of oil and get behind a wheel. No way, because you get slumped on oil when you dab a ton. But I don't know. That's a that's another that's another tw- tough opinionated question to answer, man. I mean, right. that's uh they're gonna do a study on it and. I guess we'll see. I mean, I feel like there's pe- plenty of people who smoke and then go to work every morning. Right. So, oh, so yeah. That's my, that's I mean, my I know homies that smoke every morning and, like, on their way to they, work. And, and I, I'm on lunch break and after they get off of work and after they, they eat dinner. Pen? Yeah, man. Nice. Yeah, man. Speaking of those pens, don't smoke those uh, those cancer sticks you see on the streets. Right. We'll get into that maybe in a little bit, but you can yeah. get, keep asking your questions. Well, that's that's what sums up our truth and lie. Okay. Gotcha. So, let's... Let's dive into that. Okay, yeah. So um, I'm sure everybody's been seeing these like news articles and people in the news saying don't you know vape the cartridges and stuff. And 
there's a huge market for cartridges right now. And vaping in general, just in vaping is just like absolutely crazy right now. But like vaping cannabis in it for your for instance is just a huge market because people want to smoke, they want to get high, but they want to be able to be discreet about it and they don't want it to stink. They don't want lingering smoke. They don't want to walk in and just reek. Smoking the pens, you can smoke them and you know, but these pens that people are getting, the people, most of them probably are coming from California. People, the, to the naked eye, it looks like a dispensary product, but really you can go look on DHgate, which is a like Chinese manufacturing and like bulk like platform. And uh, you can order all kinds of stuff on there. Shit, I saw a Honda generator on there for $100. Yeah, so people get these cheap Chinese packaging and they buy the, the oil themselves and they, you know, they fill these cartridges. Well, it's hit the wave so hard that there are, I mean, hundreds of millions of these cartridges on the streets of America now. You know what I'm saying? So dank. obviously, huh? Dank? Yeah, dank vapes, um, TKOs, Dabwoods, uh, the cookie cookies came out and said that there are fake cartridges going around the black market. Um Jungle Boys have been seeing a bunch of fake packaging runs. Yeah, if you get on DHgate and go look up, just go look up cart, and you can go on there and see that they sell these empty packages. Shit, you can go say you live in Cali and you can have your boy on the East Coast and you can just be like, yo, I've got these carts. You can fill them with whatever you want as long as it looks like oil. So it really just depends on who fills them. But now, like, there's been all these things on the news that people are saying. With vaping, I'm sure you've been hearing about people dying. It's like... People are concerned about people dying vaping, but yet they don't have a concern about people really dying for like opioid crisis. You know what I'm saying? So, um, or like, yeah, or any other dangerous thing people have been dying from smoking over the years that it's just a humane choice to make. Like you can make your choices, you know? But um, anyways, yeah, these, these cards are just made in mass quantities. Um, they're on the streets. Your dealer probably has sold them at some point. I had a Supreme one. Yeah, it's the Supreme ones, man. The same thing. Like, I was like, this now is it just unreal. now it just really gets to the point of who's filling them. Now, like, I'll I I don't smoke them. Now, yeah, I stopped. Yeah, I just I don't smoke them. Um, I used to kind of tittle with them, making extra money on the side selling them because it was like I said, they're they're all the way. But then then everything started to come out about them. It's like. Yeah, that's true. You can get them. And not to mention, I mean, no hate on China. I mean, but, I mean, you never know what they're processing over there selling to Americans. I mean, I know that's, there's nothing, there's no hate there at all whatsoever. But I just, I, you never know what they're making there to sell to Americans just for cheap. You don't know what kind of materials they're using, what kind of cancerous metals that they've been using. Um, that's why I'm just saying, like, if you're going to smoke carts, get them from a dispensary. Because that's, sure. like, you're, they're tested. Um, the C, they're probably using C cell cartridges, which are which are made like in the United States. So I'm sure the, the the aluminum or the alloy or the metals that are being used are probably a little bit safer than the ones that are coming from like a sweatshop in China. But because that's true, that's where they're coming from. Right. That's where most of them are coming from. They're coming yeah. from like sweatshops and people making them there in mass quantities. So no, 100. Um, I want to ask you an important question, man. Uh, personally, is what does cannabis mean to you? Oh man. It means everything, you know. Um, shit, I mean, with moving here to Missouri when I was young, you know, moving your home, that's tough on any kid, you know. Um, and then just some of the hardships you go through, like, as being a kid. Um, I used to be really, really heavy or set, you know. I used to be a heavy kid, and I got picked on. You know, I had an older brother, and I loved my brother to death, but some of his friends fucking picked the fuck out of me, you know. It was 
fat. And um, I just put it into it and I got into the weight room and lost a lot of weight. But like kind of that lingering of just like, you know, you can get over that like insecurity, you know, from something that might you may have been insecure about when you're young, but you still think about it and stuff. And like, I also have a problem sleeping, so I can't sleep or stay, I can't sleep, stay awake. Or I can't, yeah. I can't stay asleep when I fall asleep. It's hard for me to fall asleep if I, yeah. So, that's just a bunch. Yeah, man. Just yeah. a bunch of things, man. That's actually my medical condition for my recommendation is insomnia. Right. It's not even like insomnia is actually just like a a condition that is chronic and just yeah, man. Like it's it's crazy. Um, uh, cannabis is like just done a lot for me in ways that I can't even explain. It's got me through hardships. It's gotten me through hangovers. Um, it's got me. I mean, I just love it, man. I just I love that you can consume and you don't feel like shit. You know, maybe if you eat like a really strong edible, it might just put you out and you're like, wow, I feel like shit, but. You're just melting in the couch. Yeah, man. Like I just, I just done, it's done absolutely everything for me. That should be the question. My answer to your question is I, it's done absolutely everything for me. What? Yeah. I, I think it has no other, I mean, there may be health effects like in the smoke. I mean, there's just, there's health risks in anything you do. Right. Honestly, like just about everything. So it's like even driving a car, you're putting yourself at risk to another negligence. I mean, you might be wearing a seatbelt and driving and abiding by the rules, but to the negligence of somebody else, either being drunk driving, texting and driving, not being on the phone, I just don't, yeah, I don't see a problem. Yeah. So. No, that's cool, man. Yeah. So what's what's next for Loud House? Um, right now, right now we're just really trying to see uh, what the Department of Health's going to do, just rolling out these business applications. Um, we, uh, we're just kind of waiting to see because basically we can bring product out. We can roll product out because, like I said, multiple caregivers can work under, you know, one roof. So I can have four patients, you know, under a caregiver. But there can be multiple caregivers working under the collective. So if you hire caregivers that, like, they're not, like, investors or they're not investing in Loud House, if they're just caregivers that want to be hired to grow or if you ever – we can build a network of patients, AKA collective where we can serve and take care of as many patients as we have caregivers that have their licenses to have their four patients. And you can get extensions in Missouri. You can get a, you can get a second recommendation to have, you know, an up on possession limits. So like I said about those gray areas, like how it was in California where pretty much anybody, I mean, before we were off on the air, we had talked about that earlier um, when you showed up that it's pretty much up to the discretion of the physician, the caregiver, and the patient. And under Article XIV in the Missouri Constitution, I forget which section it was, in the 12 pages it was, there is no detail where it says anything about like the legality of a sale point, but it says medical marijuana caregivers and patients can get cannabis however they need necessary, however they fit necessary. And that's what the clinic even said that whenever the doctors and the clinic that wrote the recommendation, they even pretty much put that into words when I was there. So like we have um, we have some product that we're about to roll out for our patients because like I said, I have patients that I can care for. And um, so that's our next thing, man. We're about to roll out, um, we're about to roll out some medicine, dude, some products. Um, it's not gonna be for sale. It's gonna be up for donation, but it's gotta be, you know, you've gotta have a med card. Um, we're not gonna be working at like a commercial level. This is all like micro, 
you know, micro, micro level. We're not doing it for a big profitable gain. This is just something that we're doing for the patients. Um, doing it for the people. Doing it for the people, man. Yeah, like, unfortunately, like, I'm, if I, I'm, I'm, I've had people hitting me up every day being like, hey, man, let me get some of that stuff, bro. Let me get some of that. And it's like, you don't have a med card, and like, there's nothing I can really do about it. Like, if you have a med card, then, like, let's talk, you know? I'll give you a secret URL that you can get into and we can talk that way where it's just kind of like blocked off and it's like, we'll talk that way and like if you have a med card, I can point you into the right direction to get cannabis. You know what I'm saying? Now, it's just riding that gray area and I'm very open to talk about this because like in the, in the eyes of the law and the way that the law is written, I read it, I read it all. You know, I, I comprehended it all about in the way that it's written compared to how it is in California, a lot of that is going to be implemented in Missouri. I mean, shit, Oklahoma is doing crazy things right now. And a lot of their implementation is from Oregon. You know, no cap on licenses, no cap on plants. So I think it's just kind of staying under the radar, you know. I mean, obviously, this is going to blow up. I mean, I'm hoping it's going to blow up um, in Kansas City anyways. I'm not really worried about it being anywhere else but Kansas City or in Missouri. I want it to be a household name, you know. yeah. Or like think, local, or other states like Arkansas that are boarding us. Arkansas, maybe Colorado, because that'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, Illinois just passed. I think that's cool. But like, I'm not really even like. I'm just building a brand right now. That's really what I'm. What's next? You know, just keep building, keep doing everything I can every day to just get more followers, get that name out there. Like, hey, there's these guys who are gonna be doing something. You know, I got a buddy that's my best friend. He's my business partner. He's fifty fifty with me. Um, he lives down in Oklahoma right now. Um, and he's, you know, he's rolling out, he's growing, you know, he's going to start learning how, like he's, he does HVAC and all that. He's, uh, he got a regular job, but there's a uh, commercial growers down there uh, in Northeast Oklahoma that he uh, picked up a job doing trimming and, you know, switching plants over and all that kind of stuff. So he's going to learn how to do that. And hopefully in the next year, you know, he'll have the experience and we'll have the capital we need to put into like getting a building and putting some grow together. But, um, right now, um, as far as the product line goes, it's just, finding caregivers here in Missouri that can donate my medicine to me. And I mean, once, I mean, it's the way it's like, it's nobody's business. Once one person does something with their medicine, it's nothing, it's nobody else's business, in my opinion, and kind of just the gray area of how the law was written. Yeah. Where do you hope to see the cannabis community from a year from now? Excuse me again. No, where, do, where do you see the cannabis community from a year from now? Um, are you talking about in Kansas City? Yeah. Oh man, I hope it's the way I see it being is um, God, that's crazy, man. Um, sorry. No, this is my dog. Sorry, guys. I'm really, really sorry. Um, in the next year, um, God, I really just hope to see people just, you know, doing things for the culture. You know, setting up events. Um, I hope maybe the cannabis cups be going to be here, you know. I hope it's where it's more lax on laws, where I don't really have to worry about a whole lot, you know. Um, yeah, just it's going to move forward regardless, you know. Um, just hope to see, you know, maybe some some lounges where people can meet up and, and take cannabis legally, um, all that kind of stuff, man. So what's some advice that you give to some people that were on the fence about getting the cannabis, trying cannabis for the first time? Um, 
Man, honestly, don't listen to the stigma. I'll tell that. That's the big thing I tell everybody is don't listen to the stigma, man. Um, it's really just going with your gut and really just going with what you think is right for you. Just because somebody or marijuana is not for you doesn't mean somebody can, you know, tell me it's not for me. So that's like anybody that advice I'd give, it's just it's a, the choice is really up to you. I'm sure a lot of the listeners that are listening are younger and it's not anything new to them. So a lot of these are sure have smoked and have gone through their first thing. But if you haven't, maybe, you're, there's, maybe there's some older listeners, you know, maybe you're still like, there's people who lived in times before us, the generation before us who had, you know, the prohibition days with alcohol and they got the thing with that, with, with, with cannabis where it was like, you know, Ooh, like don't smoke weed because you know, reefer madness, you know, but luckily and fortunately for the people that had advocated it for it over the years have gotten it to this point where people can make that decision for themselves because it is, it's a human rights decision. If you want to smoke weed, you should be able to smoke weed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that choice is always and ultimately up to the person who's, going to be consuming cannabis if it's not for you it's not for you but nobody's going to tell me it's not for me nobody will tell me something's not for me you know what i'm saying so i think that's how everybody should feel about it you know everybody should be able to go in and say yo listen like this is just a choice i'm gonna make whether that be like maybe like a younger 18 year old kid who has to tell his parents he's getting a med card maybe you don't have to tell your parents you're getting a med card or just like maybe an older man whose wife is not so happy about it and you know he's got to go in and he's got to get a med card he's got to tell her that he's getting a med card it's kind of just like that choice is ultimately up to you you know and it's like yeah man i like that yeah Yeah. Yeah. no it's good advice um as we wrap up is there anything else you'd like to tell listeners about loudhouse about yourself or about what the future is for you um honestly like you see what guys are doing like burner you know burner's like I look up to him a lot, you know, some people like, you know, big fans, you know. He's in town next month. Yeah, I know, I got tickets to 25th, I'm going, for sure. I'm trying to do whatever I can to get a big package together for him to get to him. I will see you there. Yeah? Okay, cool, man. Word, (laughs) word, yeah. Yeah, Um, my birthday's actually next month, so that's why, like, my, she got me tickets, like, hey, my burner show is right a week after my birthday, can we go? She's like, yeah, we'll go. So, um, yeah, it's cool, man, I think I'm gonna go out there really early, a couple hours before the show, like, I'm talking, like, four or five hours before the doors open. And just waiting in line. Hopefully the cookie bus will be out front, and I can just see maybe one somebody in his entourage. I can be like, "Hey, man! Like, I you know I own a marijuana collective here in Kansas City, and I've got some stuff that I want to give to Burner personally. It's some stuff for him. Don't need to be hanging around long. Just want to give it to him. Hey, what's up? And I'll be out of here. You know. So um, that's like one thing. You know, over the you know over the next course of the next couple of years is really just marketing and advertising. Like when celebrities come to town. You know, you see what guys like his, he did with cookies, you know, he branded it from like a small, I listened to one of his podcasts um, with, oh, I forgot what, what, what the, what the podcast is called. I forgot, but he was, I was listening to one with him and he was saying how, um, you know, he advertised with a small $12,000 investment and his thing was cookies. Like he started with whiskey, he got put on by Wiz Khalifa for the most part. And, you know, that's kind of one thing I want to cater to is, you know, maybe athletes you know quietly athletes um but hip-hop artists people such as yourselves who have like a local brand like a you know a, a brand small brand and a small you know startup that they're um wanting to get you know to the to the to the micro or to the macro level like large scale so 
I mean, I think everybody, everybody's got that ultimate goal, but mine at the end of the day is really just building a brand and just making a household name for everybody. Like Loud House, oh yeah, that's that Kansas City cannabis brand, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at and I hope to be, but my thing right now is, you know, I don't need to make, I'm not worried about money. I'm not focused on money. I know money will eventually come if you love what you do. And I've been a firm believer in that. And as long as I stick to what I'm doing and just kind of do that, I mean, I've got a lot of big plans. I can't really, I've kind of signed a, uh, me and my partner signed a uh, disclosure agreement. So there's some things I really can't talk about yeah. just because of the way we're going to do things. And like 100%. for people who are all the, for all the growers and patients and cultivators out there, whoever might be listening that's in this, I don't want them, we don't want anybody to steal our ideas. Yeah. So no, we just, I, the, with, the way we're, yeah, with the way we're, pa- the way we're going to package and the way we're going to market and stuff like that. But like I said, yeah, that's one thing that I do plan on doing those catering to like those hip hop people coming to town because, you know, somebody might come into town, you know, that's on tour and they don't have any weed. And then they go to Instagram, what do they do? Go to Instagram. They start hitting hashtags. They start hitting locations. They start hitting, you know, dispensaries and all that kind of stuff like dispensary Instagrams and whatnot. Cause at that point, you know, here in a couple of months, dispensaries will be open. So, um, you know, you might get that celebrity that comes into town that likes the bag you give them or, you know, one of the products you give them and then they tweet you and then boom, you just start to gain traction. Um, if you do it like that, you're going to meet people at these, you know, concerts or wherever. Like I'm going to go to the cookies concert and I'm hopefully going to have some product to roll out. Um, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be out there fucking being like, Hey man, come buy this eighth off of me, man. I got like, I'm not going to be out there advertising it that I'm selling wheat to anybody. I'm going to have four or five eighths of the stuff that I roll out in the next four weeks, which we just have we just have ordered packaging recently and stuff like that. So, um, and like I said, it's strictly for patients. This isn't just like this isn't recreational. I'm not going to be just dealing these in the streets. Like this is just, when I put when I make that this is for medicine. Like we're going to get it from cultivators. We're going to get it. We're going to grow it ourselves eventually, but we're just going to get it from you know guys who are already growing here in Missouri, and it's all going to be legally grown here in Missouri. You know, so um, we're just going to package it up and then. That just gives people the movement, like, hey, I need to get my med card then so I can smoke on some of that Loud House, you know? It moves people towards, you know, yo, like, the movement, you know? It makes them more excited about the movement. It's like, yo, people are doing that? Because there's a lot of people here in Kansas City that will just drive eight hours to Denver and go get stuff and bring it back. And they think that Colorado is just the mecca. But it's like, you know, quit, like, glorifying Colorado. It's cool and all, you know, it's cool to go buy weed from a shop. But quit glorifying, you know, other states. Like, Missouri's going to be freaking crazy here in the next year yeah you know it's really there's gonna be dispensaries on every corner of missouri missouri sits in two congressional districts and each in the way that the state read it there are gonna be 24 dispensaries in each congressional district so there'll be almost 50 dispensaries in kansas city they're gonna be like on every corner so it's gonna be like denver so um i just hope that missouri kind of falls away from that oh cali culture and the culture in Colorado and all that on the West Coast and I'm not hating on any of those places I've been to all those places and I all I got show love to all my friends in Oregon I got friends in Cali I got my cousin my love my cousin he lives in Nevada you know and he's like like I said I'm from Nevada so um yeah man like I said it's all gonna progress but as far as Kansas City goes I hope that we start something for our city you know people start to realize like yo we live in the Midwest we can start something cool out here and just yeah, man, that's where I hope it be. That's where I hope it's gonna be. Beautiful picture, man. Yeah. I just want to let you know that like Shoe Wave's got your back and everything. Man. Yeah, dude, that's any, cool. Any, man. any way we can help you, promote yeah. you, yeah. be a part of something, we're gonna be there for you guys yeah, to man. help and support. 
Uh, we're definitely pro cannabis hunts out, and just not for myself, but the whole crew from Street Wave, uh, we all dabble and dibble in, in the cannabis. Yeah, man. And, and like, I can, I mean, it take, like I said, like it takes one to know one, you know? Like, and like, I caught that vibe, you know? I caught that, like, that feel off your guys' page. Like, you know, you know, these guys are putting out some cool content, and they're, you know, they're, and you know, I would click on the app names for some of the people you guys would be interviewing and doing podcasts with, and they just like, I'm not going to be, I'm not one to judge, you know, but just based off of what I see, like I said, it's hard not to take, it just takes one to know one, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of just got that feel. I was like, you know, some of the people in there probably smoke weed. So that's why I reached out and I just was like, you know, even, I think I even reached out before I yeah, followed. Yeah. You know what I think? I think I did. I think I was one of those dudes that were like, can you get this shit? Oh yeah. I think you were like, um, or no, no, I think I reached out to you. Like I did a lot of the pages that had more followers here in Kansas right. city. And it's like, if there's anything you need help with, just let me know. Yes. And I think you were like, yeah, I think it's a med of the Indica. And I was like, well, do you have your med card? And I was like, no. Uh, and then I said, well, you we do podcasts. So <laughs> then you can just come here and we can just kind of smoke up a little bit. Yeah. Hey man. I yeah, that. absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, this has been a great podcast. I yeah. appreciate your time, man. This is Nate with Shane. Yeah.